You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the newsroom to you live. Welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm David Ignatius, a columnist for The Post. I'm honored uh, to be joined today from Kyiv by two men who are on the front lines of the Ukraine war, Mayor Vitaly Klitschko, mayor of Kyiv, and his brother, Dr. Vladimir Klitschko, a member of the Kyiv Territorial Defense Forces. Many in our audience will likely remember both of my guests as world champion boxers. Today, they're fighting to protect their city and their country. Mayor Klitschko, Dr. Klitschko, welcome to Washington Post Live. Thank you for joining us. Good, good, good to see you. Uh, good so, to see you, thank you. Mr. Mayor, let me begin with you. Tell us what the situation in Kyiv is like this morning. Uh, you're surrounded on three sides by Russian forces. Uh, we read your morning letter uh, talking about fires caused by airstrikes last night. Eight killed. Uh, your letter says two schools were hit, uh, two kindergartens. Give us a picture of what it looks like today in Kyiv under this Russian attack. Uh, <clears throat> Every day we receive the rackets and uh, bombing attack to capital of Ukraine. Uh, right now it's uh, destroyed 72 apartments buildings, uh, a couple of preschools, schools. Uh, <clears throat> we uh, actually killed, uh, injured right now almost 300 uh, people and 16 uh, children. And uh, four children already died in our hometown. A lot of people already leave from uh, Kyiv. It's uh, women's children and uh, old people, but uh, around half of population, majority is men, stay in our hometown. It's not secret. Kyiv is target. target, target of aggressors. The Russian army want to be in capital of Ukraine four days after the beginning of the war. But our soldier, Ukrainian soldier, very much motivated, want to defend our cities, children, women, defend our future, stay in front of the one of the strongest army in the world, Russian army, show great performance, and don't give to realize the plans of Russia, to implement the plans of Russians and uh, to make a circle around Kyiv. The Russian army is actually not so far from the uh, center of, uh, from downtown. It's uh, around 10, 15 miles away from here, where we are right now. It's right now, it's every day, it's huge battles. And our army, our patriots, destroy the plans of Russians to be in Kyiv. And as mayor of capital of Ukraine, I can promise everyone, the Russian army 
the Russian soldier never ever come to our hometown because the people very motivated. The huge wave of patriotism in Ukrainian people. This uh, the attack, attack of rockets and bombing in our apartments, civilians make huge motivation to everyone. Stay in the home, defend our families, our children, and our priorities. Defend our future, future of our children, because we don't want to be back to USSR. We see our future as part of European family, and we're fighting for our future right now. Not we're fighting just for and defend not just our hometown and not just Ukraine. We defend right now the same values, the same principles, what have democratic world. And we fight it for every one of you who listen right now to this interview. Mr. Mayor, thank you. Let me turn to your brother, Vladimir. Vladimir, you're a member of the Territorial Defense Forces. Tell us how your force is preparing if Russia should attack and come into the city. Will you fight the Russians street by street and house by house if they come? This is um, over 20 days now since the beginning of the war. And we learn every day. We were not prepared. All the people from the territorial defense, um, they're volunteers pretty much, or former military men and women, not to forget. I'm proud of our women that stand in arms with the men and defending their homes, their families, their children. And the spirit is as strong as it could be because it's just something we have one goal, one target. We want to live in a peaceful country and everyone who is trying to attack us, which already done by the Russian army and um, the war that been started by President Putin, uh, reckless war. Um, there is just war crime that is going on around Ukraine, such cities as Kharkiv, um, Gostomel, which is a satellite city of city of Kiev. Uh, there are fights going on while we're speaking in the skirts of the city. Yes, the Russian army is trying to make a circle around the capital, and they're still active in Mariupol. Over 2,000 civilians being killed in Mariupol, recklessly killed. This is a war crime that is Russia doing on the Ukrainian soil, and back to territorial defense, because every city has a territorial defense, and we were getting... I would say we're getting smarter every day. We understand our enemy better. We're prepared for everything. And we're not expecting any good coming from the Russian side. We understand the negotiations go going on, but we understand that there is a lot of propaganda and lies. And I have to say that Russian propaganda already said that Ukraine is just the beginning. So they're definitely planning to do more. And, um, this Russian imperialism is just poisonous for democratic principles in the world. And what's going on in Ukraine could be spread even further. Uh, I, I'm not 
I, I'm not going to isolate the United States either, because if you really get into the logic of uh, the Russian regime right now, so they're trying to collect land. Don't forget that Alaska was sold out. I was just, I saw it on the news that Alaska was sold a um, couple of hundred years ago to, to the U.S. from Russia. And, uh, you know, anything impossible and anything that happened that even this imperialism could get to Alaska. So there's no exceptions. And what is going on now in Ukraine must be stopped now. After Second World War, no one has broken international law as regime of President Putin and the Russian army. And what's going on in Ukraine right now, it's killing of the innocent. It's not destroying infrastructure. It's not destroying military bases. And we see where rockets are landing and who is being killed. This is genocide of the Ukrainian population. And their propaganda already said that we were Ukrainians. We were mistake of the history. If you hear something like that, there is nothing good that possibly can come from the Russian side. And that's why we need as a unity, as the Western world, our partners and allies, we need to isolate Russia economically because every cent that is going to be earned by the Russian economy is going to be used for weapons that today killing us Ukrainians recklessly as a war crime, killing, destroying our cities and our citizens. Not to forget, we have four major power plants with multiple reactors. One of them was on fire a couple of days ago. So there is no leakage of the nuclear stuff out of this plant, but it was on fire. And if something is going to happen to one of those major nuclear power plants, it's going to be Fukushima and Chernobyl combined multiple times, and it's going to be disaster for thousands of years for the entire world. And one more time, I just want to stress it out and I'm done. We need to act now. We need to wake up now. Stop passively looking at what's going on in Ukraine. We need to be not passive, but active. Isolate Russia economically. Isolate it now. There is no, there's not enough. It's not enough of doing something. It must be done now a lot. Because tomorrow might be not exist for the Ukrainians and for the democratic principles that we are fighting and defending here in Ukraine. Uh, Mayor uh, Klitschko, I want to ask you um, first whether you think, as your brother said, that Vladimir Putin is a war criminal. And second, as the Russian forces approach your city, whether you will seek a safer command post or whether you're ready to stay in the center of Kyiv and die if it comes to that. We were motivated. If every day we see our Russian army destroyed our cities, Kharkiv, Mariupol, 
Erpeni, Bucha, Dostomi, and many, many other cities right now totally destroyed. The war destroyed our homes. The war destroyed infrastructure. The war destroyed the life of millions of people in our country and bring the stability in whole European region. We, in, it's our homeland. It's our hometown. We don't want to leave. We want to live in home where our parents, friends, relatives, it's our home. We don't want to live, but we don't want also live in dictator. In the country waste no human rights, waste no principles, no democratic values. And right now we stay with millions of people in Ukraine and defend, defend, first of all, the future, our families, our country, and we defend, defend our children. Nobody wants to you. die. No, nobody wants to die, but our father was Air Force officer. He's already, he's actually died to fix the problem with Chernobyl. Uh, nuclear station in 1986. And father told it's huge privilege for every man to die if you defend your country. We, nobody wants to die, but we're ready to fight. And let's see how will be developed situation, but the make hands up, it's not the options for Ukrainian. We proud to be Ukrainian. We proud to be the one of the, the very, very good nations who fighting for our future. And uh, it's not easy fight. It's uh, Difficult fight. The, all, already, the thousands of Ukrainians soldiers, Ukrainians men, pay for our freedom with biggest pride alive. We continue fight, and I'm more than sure it's our country, and with the help, with the help of our partners, because all democratic world right now see this war, senseless war, what makes the Russians, and support Ukraine. Support Ukraine in our, in our fight against aggressors. Vladimir, let me ask you, President Biden is meeting this week in Brussels with the other leaders of NATO. What is it that you and the members of the Territorial Defense Forces in Kyiv, your brother as mayor, what is it that you would ask the NATO leaders to provide to Ukraine 
to allow you to continue your fight and to allow your people to be as safe as possible? I would say clearly we cannot defend our country just with our fists, so to speak. We need military supply of military equipment so we can defend ourselves, defensive weapons. And probably that's what's really important. And, um, you know, this discussion about closing the sky, not closing the sky, and all the worries that um, countries, neighbor countries are having and consequences and probably direct conflict with Russia if it's going to be signed for closing the sky over Ukraine. We're going to close the sky on our, ourselves. What we need, we need to close it with something. So we need to defend ourselves. If, we, if our cities are going to continue and bombard it like this morning, past, uh, past night, where one of the rockets has hit um, a, a gigantic shopping mall and civilians died again. And this is not the last target that, that has been hit by the rockets. And rockets are landing in, in the living districts of the city. So we need to protect the sky above us. So we need this high-tech equipment. And that's what actually I would ask. If we, receive a lot of, if we receive a lot of stingers and we can't defend our skies above our head by self, but we stay right now in the front of strongest army in the world and uh, the uh, modern weapons this will be very helpful for Ukraine to defend our country. A small message. Mr. Mayor, I wanted to ask you in addition there have been reports that the Russians might consider using chemical weapons, a frightening weapon of war. Are the people of Kyiv prepared for the possibility of a chemical attack? Uh, have you started making uh, preparations for that? To be honest, we're not prepared. To be honest, uh, right now it will be a nightmare. Uh, to be honest, we know the uh, Russians want to be and occupate Ukraine with any price. And that's why the many experts in the world told it can be used uh, chemical weapons and also uh, they not accept uh, the possibility to use the uh, nuclear weapons also. Uh, to be honest, uh, we never, Ukraine will always was peaceful country. We live peaceful people. In 1994, we was third country in the world with nuclear weapons. We give our nuclear weapons up for the guarantee, our independency and territorial integrity. United States make a guarantee for us. And what is interesting, Russians also give the guarantee for our territorial integrity. And after that, occupation of Krim, after that, Donetsk, Lugansk, right now the war against Ukraine, that's why we don't trust 
Russians, then they can use any weapons against our country and our people. Vladimir, I want to ask you about the, the future. Some analysts here in America are describing the war now as a stalemate. Uh, you're encircled on, on three sides, and the Russians obviously want to choke Kyiv. How long before you begin to run short of essential medical supplies, food, ammunition, the things that the city needs? As long as we're not circled, we're going to be fine. As long, as soon as uh, they're going to be circled around the city, obviously the time is going to take against us. How much time is really difficult to say, and um, we have some supplies, but obviously we're not going to last forever. That's why we're standing strong, so we're not going to be circled, and our military is doing anything possible that is not going to happen, and hopefully it's not going to happen. Mr. Mayor, I want to ask you about peace negotiations. President Zelensky has said he wants to talk to President Putin of Russia as soon as possible. He's said he's willing to discuss a range of Russian demands. Do you support President Zelensky's desire to have peace negotiations? And what would be your own conditions as mayor of Kiev uh, before you agreed to uh, any? Uh, support any settlement? I don't know which negotiations we have to find. If we, uh, with two sides, it's always you need to find some compromise. I don't know what about we have talked to Russians, which compromise? We have just one message to the Russians. Go away from our country. It's one message. First of all, we need a peace. And I understand President Zelensky. He tried to find any options to bring the peace back to our country. We have to talk. It's a difficult task. It's very difficult task, and I don't know which compromise and which solution they can find. I am not involved in um, this negotiation, but uh, it can be negotiation or compromise, but not for the price of Ukraine, of our country. Uh, definitely not. And Vladimir, I'd like to ask you the same question and what you hear from your uh, colleagues in the territorial defense forces. One of the issues in these negotiations, it's reported, is a future neutral status for Ukraine. Would, would you and your uh, people fighting with you in the territorial defense forces be willing to accept that status, or would that seem to you like a capitulation? I'm not representing any office, so I don't have any office behind me. I'm not a politician, and that's why I'm just going to tell you what I think and probably most of the people think. Uh, and I agree with, uh, with the position of the mayor in this case. Russian army, Russian boots, Russian military equipment needs to leave Ukraine 
now, period, our integrity, our borders, serenity of our borders must be, remain as it was signed when we gave up the nukes and signed this agreement with Russia. One of the countries was Russia that signed it. So it just, it just must go back to, to the country that, that we actually had 20, 21 days ago before the war started. We were, we were fighting since 2014. And um, back then, President Yanukovych fled the country to Russia. We were fighting for association with European Union, with European principles, democratic principles. And that decision has made the people that live in Ukraine. We've made this decision. We look for it. We're going to fight for it. We've been fighting for it. We're a free nation. And we're going to decide how we want to live. And everything else is just internal interests of Russia and propaganda. If NATO would have been interested in invading Soviet Union, then after Soviet Union broke apart, that would, probably would have been happening. And now it's just the fairy tale, a negative one, that is explained by the Russian Federation to its own people in, in their own country to justify the regime that they have in Russia. So let's find an enemy out there and let's fight this enemy and pointing with a finger and say, this is bad guys, let's fight them and not pay attention to what is actually happening in the country with corruption and everything else. So we understand where Russia is coming from. We understand the history. We understand who is leading the country. We understand why things like that is happening. But what we don't understand, the reckless mind, the madman's mind to go and invade a country after Second World War, and I'm going to drown new borders, and I'm going to decide what belongs to me, and I'm going to tell everyone how to live. This is not 2022. This is the man from the past, a madman from the past. If you think about the modern world where someone like Elon Musk is trying to create some new source of communication with a Starlink or, or create new energy and, and think about the world's um, population and, and how we can make our life better and everything that is happening right now it's just from the past and it's going to pass. I'm sure evolution never stopped. And what is happening right now, it's the biggest mistake that Russia has started. The biggest mistake. And I think because of this mistake, it's going to change our life and life of Russia. As 9-11 has changed our life. This war that happened in Ukraine is going to cost Russia a lot. How much is going to be? We'll see. But it's something, it's like cancer that got into the body of Russia and is going to eat from inside out. This war shouldn't be started. And this war must come to an end sooner than later. And I just want to stress it out one more time. Without our allies and partners, it's going to be tough to fight and close the sky and everything else. We need the supply and help, humanitarian help, military equipment, defensive military equipment now, not tomorrow, not in a week. We need it now.
Mayor Klitschko, we have just a few seconds left. Do you have any last thoughts that you could share with our viewers here in America, what you see and know on the ground as mayor of Kiev? I have a couple of messages. Actually, Vladimir told about uh, part of them. Unity is our key to stop the war. We have to stop the war. If every day killed thousands of the people from both sides, uh, we have to find the way. But our task to defend the countries, defend democracy, defend our future. With political pressure, economical pressure, uh, support Ukraine with any uh, kind of support, humanitarian help, uh, military equipment, political support, it's very important for us right now. Also, it's Russians understand the main weapons right now, not the tanks and rockets. The main re uh, weapons for Russians in its media. The people in Russia, zombed, zombed from propaganda, from Russian propaganda. They explain right now liar about Ukraine and try to make explanation for for Russian population because they starting the war because in Ukraine the nationalists, radicals, uh, fascists, uh, somebody live here who hated Russians who uh, working against uh, the principles and uh, human law and it's everything liar. We both help Russians because our mom is Russian mom, is Russian. Actually, our mom don't talk Ukrainian. The first language what talk our mom, it's our also first language was Russians. If Russians talk, we also, I am also part of government, self-government, as mayor of capital of Ukraine. We never ever have something against Russians, but we have a lot against Russians' aggressive politics. And Russian population have made a pressure to the, his government. But media, media and propaganda in Russia work so well and people there is zoned. I talk through telephone to friends, to our uh, some relatives in in Russia. They is zoned. And just uh, one example, just uh, TV, uh, propaganda TV in Russia today uh, have budget much more than budget in capital of Ukraine, more than two billion US dollar. And uh, that's why the propaganda is very important for, for Russians. We have to stop that. And uh, one, uh, one also message to end of uh, our interview. If someone thinks the war is somewhere far away, this war is doesn't touch him, is wrong opinion. This war can touch anyone everyone not just in europe in the world and we have to be everybody proactive to stop 
this war. It's going to explode. Explode the war in whole Europe. It's going to explode and touch any, everyone. Uh, that's why unity is our key for freedom. Unity around Ukraine. Support Ukraine in this war. It's very, very important for us. Uh, that's why I want to say thank you very much for United States to support Ukraine. We very appreciate and uh, we see who real friends of our country who help us in this war for our future, for our principles. So, Mayor oh. Vitaly Klitschko, uh, Dr. Vladimir Klitschko, uh, two uh, former heavyweight boxing champions now fighting for Ukraine. Thank you so much for joining us today. The world is watching uh, your city today and hoping for a just settlement of this terrible war. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. For more information on our upcoming programs, go to WashingtonPostLive.com.